Merry Christmas. Welcome to Okotoks Alliance Church. We're glad you're here with us. Does it feel like Christmas yet? Yes. Some of you, you're excited. Awesome. Uh, so welcome. Uh, just one thing we realize, we are in the midst of winter solstice, and if you're sitting on this side of the room, you're going to feel the sun as it's dropping. So if you need to put your hand up to kind of, you know, just shield your eyes so you can see better, we'll totally be okay with that. Um, and we'll have blinds for next year, I think, is the plan. So um, <laughs> anyways, a couple things. You've got a, uh, a little program or bulletin that was handed out to you. Uh, there's lots of information in there about our church family. Um, so if you've got questions about what happens around here, uh, there should be some information there. Uh, there's also a connection card in there. And uh, if you would like to use that connection card for any reason, you can sign up for our weekly email. You can uh, ask questions. You can just tell us that you're interested in finding out more. Um, if you do want to use that, just fill it out and leave it on your chair when you leave. Uh, we'll pick those up at the end of our time together. So uh, feel free to uh, make use of that and uh, just leave it behind. Uh, take your, your bulletin with you. And then there's also a postcard type uh, uh, just a little invite in there to come back to church in January. You can come back this Sunday too. We still have church the next couple of weeks, but we have a new series starting up January 12th. There's some information there about that. So we're glad you're here with us. Merry Christmas. Enjoy uh, this time that we have together to worship our King Jesus. And uh, we'll continue on. The note from Bill was not a Oscar thing. It was like, time's up. Time for you to go. We welcome you to Oak Jokes Alliance Church this mor uh, morning, afternoon. See, I'm going to screw that up all night long. <laughs> Let's stand together. We're going to sing some wonderful carols together. We're going to proclaim the good news of this season. Um, whether you're a regular attender here, whether you're um, a uh, believer um, or not, or if you're uh, here visiting, you are most welcome. And we'll sing wonderful songs of celebration here as we celebrate the truth that we as a body of believers um, believe. That's a lot of believe in a row there. But uh, the, the, uh, the, the truth and the fact that uh, Jesus Christ, Son of God, was born as a baby, as a human, and was fully man and fully God, lived a life among us, and this was 2,000 years ago, lived a life among us and was crucified for our sins, died, was buried, was resurrected and came back to life, and now lives at the right hand of the Father God in heaven, and that's what we celebrate today. So all these songs are not just... You know, traditions, they are declarations of a great, great, incredible truth. So let's sing together. Let's draw together. We'll come all you faithful, joyful, and triumphant. Choirs of angels, 
to celebrate with people who like to sing and that's a wonderful uh, thing in this church and this congregation as people belt it out and makes things a lot easier up on the stage here so even when I screw up and I uh, go into the wrong section we always do that when we're talking about planning songs here um, when leading worship sometimes we'll have a creative idea and then another person will go don't do that the congregation is just going to sing through you anyway <laughs> right we're like that's right yeah just you can go go where the congregation's going but we have fun, and we know that we have a great God, and all the off- gifts we offer, our voices, um, our instruments, and our voices of the congregation, our sweet, sweet sound to him. I do you want to mention one theological hiccup in uh, the previous song? We know that it's quite unlikely that Jesus was born on December 25th, um, but it's okay. It's the day we choose to celebrate. Let's celebrate the joy that came into the world with joy to the world. has a little different chorus in it, so when we get there, do your best to sing along. But here we go. Joy to the world. Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Let earth receive her King. Let every heart prepare Him room. And every nature sing. And every nature sing. And Savior reigns. Joy to the world, the Savior reigns. 
rules the world. And makes the nations prove the glories of His righteousness and wonders of His love and wonders of His love and wonders, wonders of His love. more songs to sing with you. The next one is God Rest Ye Merry Gentlemen. It's a wonderful, wonderful carol. And no, it's not a, just about the dudes. God Rest Ye Merry, all the people. But that just doesn't rhyme very well. So just roll with it. Um, I was uh, kind of struck this um, in the last couple days um, of something I wanted to share today and I neglected to write it out. So it's going to come a little fumbled. <laughs> But um, having some Facebook interactions and so forth of people inviting people to Christmas and someone had asked the question, well, if I don't believe in your God, what, what's the point of me celebrating this season? What's in store for me? And I was just like, whoa, like, that's an interesting, an interesting statement and an interesting question. And I'm a person who has wrestled with belief in God my entire life. <laughs> um, my faith and my growth uh, with the Lord is... It's kind of like this, where it goes from seasons of lows to seasons of highs, seasons of doubt to seasons of over, overwhelming joy. And it's my firm belief that is the kind of the regular Christian life. And um, part of the celebration of the season, sometimes we're in the overwhelming joy part. Sometimes we're looking around being like, ugh, Christmas again. And there's been seasons of that for myself as well. Um, and I'm reminded of a, uh, a quote from C.S. Lewis where people have asked him why... Um, why he believes in, um, why he believes in, uh, this is why I needed to write it out. Why he believes in Christ. And he's like, it's like the wind. He's like, I may not be able to see the wind all the time, but I can see how it changes everything around me. And I know those aren't the exact words, but it's that general idea that um, it is not necessarily Christ um, that he sees all the time, but through Christ he sees the world. And I can see um, the way that Jesus has changed my life and changed my heart and the way to, to love others and people who have, you know, kicked the crap out of me or, you know, made fun of, you know, my family or stuff like that. And then God comes in with an overwhelming love and joy. And he's like, this is the way I love them. This is the way that I love you. And I just encourage you, if you're wrestling with, um, if you're wrestling with matters of faith and so forth, there are people around you where God has changed your lives in massive ways. And I encourage you just to open your mind and your heart to find those people. Sometimes Satan is just, he's got our blinders on. And he's just got us so conflicted and so, you know, looking inward and so frustrated by the things that we're not seeing. I just encourage you to look out and see the way that God has changed the lives of different people around you and the world around us as well. And uh, in no way am I saying 
that uh, everything has been perfect. You know, we can bring up crusades and we can bring up horrific, horrific things. But the Lord loves us and the Lord is love. And let's celebrate today. Though in that transition, this song has a very minor feel. Um, so it sounds a little dark, but it gets into the uh, chorus of great tidings of comfort and joy. We celebrate today together in our hiccups.
fun arrangement for band to play. <laughs> Let's continue on and celebrate angels. Angels we have heard on high Sweetly singing o'er the plains And the mountains in reply Echo back the joyous strain Shepherds, oh shepherds, why this why your joyous strains prolong what the glads of tidings be which inspire your heavy song Oh, 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 We are so thankful for the freedom we have to gather and worship here. 
as we celebrate the birth of our Savior, Lord Jesus Christ. I know we, we often wrestle with the different things surrounding, um, surrounding the Christmas season. Uh, perhaps there is loss. Perhaps there is sadness. Maybe we're overwhelmed even by a lot of the capitalism that we see everywhere, God. Um, give us ears to hear you speaking to us today. Lord Jesus, give us ears to hear the truth of your love that I have myself have heard and I know others who have and it has been transformed by knowing how much that you love us. It's easy to get distracted in, in history and all these different things and these are vital so that we would know where we've come from and, and how to follow you better, God. But may your love be prevalent in this place, your grace, your mercy, and that all people here would know the truth of your name. We pray these things in your holy name. Amen. Amen. I encourage you to uh, have a seat, and I'm going to invite up our Advent readers for this uh, service, Josh and Kaylee Reed and Emma and Bun. <laughs> God of perfect timing, word of wisdom rare, eternal God, incredible to see you sleeping there. How can it be, dear Lord of life, you came to tell us all, our only hope of heaven lay within that cattle stall. Many ways to Jesus seekers take to find, many people looking for a savior for mankind, many different wonderings, for many want to know, just who was born at Bethlehem a long time ago? Was he just a good man, a teacher kind and true? Or was it God who came to earth to save a chosen few? Was it all a story, improbable and wild? Or God that day, in bed of hay, a tiny human child? What do I know of Jesus and his changing, saving grace? What difference is there in my life? Has Christmas taken place? How dare I live a selfish life when God gave his for me? The choice is mine, and now's the time to let him set me free. So Christmas now this season could be a different thing. This year, I could accept him and hear the angels sing. So as I bow right here, right now, and call upon his name, my world, because of Christmas, will never be the same. Today we light the last Advent candle, the Christ candle. When you see this candle, remember that Jesus was in the beginning, Jesus is today, and Jesus will come again. God is with us.
draw attention um, to a Christmas miracle. That lighter lit, lit the first time. For those who have been in attendance with us at Advent, uh, that's, that doesn't happen. That's why we have two lighters, and each one of them are usually used between six and eight times. Even though the test, it always works perfectly first time. And so that one, because God was holding on to that for uh, Christmas Eve, which is wonderful. Of course, the wick was a problem, but I don't know what I'm saying now. I'm going to stop talking.
came to see Mary. She was doing laundry, and then the angel just appeared, and she was really scared. So Gabriel was like, Mary, you're going to have, what? I can't, I can't say good. Mary, you're going to have a baby. I, you're going to have a baby, and you will call him Jesus. And then Mary was like, I'm not going to have a baby yet. I'm only a teenager. I'm not married. Then the angel Gabriel told Joseph that Mary is not lying. She, you are having a new baby. And so they met up. They went to Bethlehem, which was Joseph's old town. They ride a donkey. <laughs> I don't know. A camel. Oh, yeah, a camel. She said, this donkey's fast. They tried to go to a hotel and they asked the keeper um, for a place to stay. The keeper said, we have no rooms, literally no rooms. <laughs> so Mary and Joseph walked away sadly, but then he said, the only place in here in Bethlehem that, that you can stay, stay is a staple. And then he just pointed the way and they followed. <laughs> when the shepherds were taking care of the sheep. Then they saw angels. The angels said, a new baby is getting born who is king of the Jews. The angel were singing. And then the shepherds said, I think we should go there and meet him. The second, I think, said, yeah, I agree with you. And the other said, yeah, me too. They had to walk through a bunch of grass and bushes, maybe have to camp out a night. And then the wise men heard about it. And then a star appeared. Well, we should probably follow that star. It's pointing down to the barn. So maybe we should follow it. Maybe. So the wise men went to Jesus. They gave them gifts. A stuffed animal, like a hippo one, to have at home. Some diapers, and some wipes, and some milk, some shoes, some Jordans. Gold, Frank, and Latimer. And I don't know how I would survive in that barn. Too stinky, too crowded, and ugh. I think he probably pooped because the room was very smelly. Thank you for coming. He's adorable. He's gonna be our best friend. I love you, and you're the best baby I ever seen. There, I said it. <laughs> the new baby is gonna change the world. I watched that a half dozen times, hoping that I could kind of just overcome the hilarity of it a little bit and uh, collect myself. Every time I watch it, it's so good. It's so good. You don't get a much better telling of the Christmas story than that. And uh, we, we could read it again. I, I, in fact, what I'll do is, there's two words that I'd just like to kind of draw to your attention and maybe flesh out a little bit this evening, this afternoon, as we spend this time together on Christmas Eve. Uh, two words. One, one word is glory. The word glory, and the other word is peace. And it shows up, the kids on the video recounted it from Luke chapter 2, verse 14. 
uh, where, where the angel spoke to the shepherds and he said, glory to God in highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And I don't know if you thought much about that word glory, but, but there, there are those in our world who would say, look, that's what I'm after. Uh, we, we, we want to be glorified. We want to be celebrated. Uh, sports heroes, uh, superstar performers, actors, singers, run, you know, runway models. There was once a time in history when it was thought that the way to undying glory was on the battlefield. Uh, maybe you've watched Lord of the Rings this season, I don't know. But, but it, some of these thoughts would be, would be plain and simply, would someone acknowledge the, the achievements that I have invested myself in? Uh, would someone recognize that I, I actually accomplished something significant? Uh, there are those uh, who, who would notice that the angels were giving instructions to the shepherd, and they were actually saying, I, I want you to point the glory in a particular direction. I'm inviting you to, to bring glory. I'm instructing you to bring glory to God. And, and Tim kind of, you know, stumbled through a couple of questions around Christmas, and this would be one of them, and that is just like, so what, God doesn't have enough glory? He's got to tell people to bring it to him, or what? You know, is he just insecure, or, 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 or doesn't have enough? And we would say, well, that's a little harsh, but you're also thinking about glory as though it were a commodity, like something I can pour into a bucket and, and, and carry, when the reality is that the angels were calling us to acknowledge and celebrate God and a work that he was doing. Like that first Christmas Eve would be the point that would utterly divide all of history. Like, like from eternity's beginning through eternity's end, the coming of Jesus would be that point uh, that would mark an era that would begin to bring the change that all of humanity has been seeking. So we're talking about this word glory, and what, it, what does it mean? It's not the first time that it's appeared in the pages of Scripture. Um, we could go 700 years before the coming of Jesus. And the prophet Isaiah, he actually promised, in Isaiah chapter 40, he said, look, the glory of the Lord will be revealed. Maybe you've heard that sung. For the glory, the glory of the Lord. You want to sing that with me? For the glory, the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. That was very good. That's a tricky line there. There's a few of those. That's from Handel's Messiah, if you've never heard that before. George Frederick Handel actually took that lyric from Isaiah chapter 40 as he was putting together the librato, the, the lyric for, um, for that great masterpiece of Christmas. He was quoting this promise from God that God's glory would be revealed, that we would actually see his greatness. We would, we would, he, would come, he would come among a humanity who's feeling the desperate lostness, the brokenness of our world, longing that there would be something that would be truly worthy of fixing our eyes on and lingering upon and chasing after and walking with. And in, in that coming, Isaiah tells us that actually he invites us to receive the comfort that God longs to give to us. That his coming was not just an event. It was an event that actually shows the heart of God. His compassion, his care, his desire to be near. He's for us, 
He's not against us. He loves us so immensely that he was willing to set aside the majesty of heaven in order that he would come and stinky stable in Bethlehem. And and it's right that we would respond to such incredible humility and such immense love that began to be made known that first Christmas Eve. God's glory would be revealed. That was the promise Isaiah made, and then it happened. Dr. Luke, in his gospel, the gospel according to Luke, he tells of this experience of the shepherds as angels came, and he says in in verse 9 of chapter 2, gospel of Luke, he says, the glory of the Lord shone around them. It it shone around them. Uh, Jesus um, Years later, would gather I mean, thousands of people who would long to hear his teaching and, and begin to follow him in some measure. There were 12 who were particularly devote in their following of Jesus. And the youngest of the 12 is a guy named John. And he writes the following. He says, the word, referring to Jesus, became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we have seen his glory. The glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. The shepherds saw the glory of the Lord. And John says, we walked with him, we saw the glory of the Lord as well. And it was revealed in in the Son. And we begin to realize that this glory that Isaiah promised, that the shepherds experienced on the hill, that the angels said, look, you you need to, to sing about this, you need to reflect this back to him, It's because this glory is intrinsic to who God is. Glory is what he has. Uh, Glory makes up, it's part of who he is. He is glorious. God is glorious. And the promise in Isaiah that the glory of the Lord would be revealed, it would be seen, it would be known here on the fields of Bethlehem. The glory of the Lord shone around them. And it says that they were terrified. The glory of the Lord. So the visible presence of heavenly authority came near and it was arresting. Like it was halting. He invites us to stop and take notice when his glory comes near. Now very few of us, I suspect, have seen angels up close and personal. And that's probably for our best. Because every time an angel shows up in the Old Testament or the New Testament, the first words out of their mouth are always, do not be afraid. Like, don't fear. Apparently there's something rather terrifying when a mighty, eternal, radiant being materializes before you. It's like more than one person has been undone by such a spectacle. Now, the angels were not the glory of the Lord, but they represented the glory of the Lord. They reflected the glory of the Lord because they'd been in his presence. 1,500 years before the time of Jesus, the Old Testament prophet Moses had been in the presence of God himself. He'd gone up the mountain to meet with God, and he'd come back down the mountain with the Ten Commandments. God had spoken up the mountain, and Moses had written... And in that time of of lingering in God's presence, he began to glow with the presence of God so significantly that when he came back down the mountain, the people said, look, you got to cover your face because we can't stand the the, the radiance that is coming from you. He'd been in the presence of God. He'd been in the presence of God's glory. 
and it, and it had changed him. God's glory, the, the visible presence of heavenly authority shone around the angels, and then the angel commands them to give it back to God. Give it back to God. Glory to God. You heard that one? Why don't you try it with me? Glory to God. Glory to God. I did that wrong. I did that often. Here we go. Let's try it again. I should know better. Glory to God. Glory to God in the highest. Well done. And peace on earth. We need the basses there. Come on, basses. Help me out a little. And peace on earth. The appropriate response to, to encountering God's glory is, is to, to glorify him. It, it's to worship him. It's to respond to his presence by acknowledging the worthiness th that is him. It, it's right that we would revere him, how, that we would acknowledge and celebrate who he is and what he has done. When we encounter God's glory, his greatness, the visible presence of heavenly authority, the, the appropriate response is worship. And, and few of us may have seen angels, but all of us have experienced God's glory, at least in measure. The, the greatness of God in that conversation that you had with that person, and you know there was something significant eternally in that conversation. That, that moment, that moment of time in the stillness of the early morning, or maybe it was the lateness of the evening, when there was a conversation of significance, and you knew that God was in that conversation. These conversations happen all the time. The question is, are you paying attention to it? And will you respond this evening, I'm asking you to respond. This Christmas Eve, I'm just imploring you to not kind of let it blow by as another check on the calendar, another holiday to have been celebrated without pausing and paying attention to the fact that God has drawn near yet again. In the songs that we've been singing, in the prayers that we've been praying and the, the candles that we've been lighting and in the stars and the sparkling of the snow, what a pristine environment he's given to us this, this Christmas Eve. And, and, and I would suggest that this is not the first time in your life when God has drawn near and has been calling you to respond. I experienced his presence just the other day. I had a phone call inviting me to come to the uh, Foothills Country Hospice. It's a terminal care facility, just a stone's throw east of here. And, and I didn't know what I was being invited to come to, but it turns out that it was a lady uh, in her final days who uh, has followed Jesus since she was a teenager. And uh, her, her, uh, her daughter, her grandson, and her great-granddaughter we're all there, and she couldn't speak, but they spoke for her. They shared a bit about her life. They shared about how she, she trusted God, even in the midst of extreme difficulties through the course of her life. And I shared with them a familiar passage that we often recount at Christmas from Isaiah chapter 9. For unto us a child is born. You want to sing it, I know. 
For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, unto us a son is given. Let's skip that next part because it's too hard to sing. Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. The mighty God, the everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And in that, in that hospice room, we experienced the glory of God. And we responded with worship. When we respond, when we respond to God's nearness with worship, what we experience is peace. The peace on earth that he described. Peace re restore, re refers to the restoration of relationship between us and God. Now God takes a lot of criticism on this point. You've maybe heard it. You know, 2,000 years and what? He can't work peace among us yet? I don't see it. The problem is that people want the result without first giving their response. If all of humanity would respond to the nearness of God with worship, to, 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 if they respond to those glorious promptings, right, those, those moments, that beautiful sunset where you're like, oh my goodness, there must be something more than this. The wind blowing through a prairie field, the majesty of the mountains, the might of the ocean, the splendor of the skies, the wonders of the heavens on a starlit night. If all of humanity would respond to the glory of God with genuine worship, we would both have the restoration of relationship between us and God. And we'd see the restoration of relationship with one another. Everyone would experience peace on earth. But you and I can't do much about them. So it's up to you and me here and now. And the question remains, what will you do having encountered just perhaps a little bit of the glory of God? I wonder if you have your candles handy. I invite you to pull them out. The worship team is going to come and join me. And we're going to sing a song together, one that I think you'll thoroughly enjoy. And just invite you, if your children are with you, just help them be careful. We're going to respond to the glory of the Lord this evening, this afternoon, with worship. Because of this. Because unto us a child is born. And for us a son is given. To us a son is given. And the question remains, will you receive him? And the simple invitation is, is to walk with him this Christmas. Simple prayer could help you begin your journey with him. I wonder if you'd stand with me. And then just bow your head with me and let me kind of lead you in a prayer that might be significant in helping you establish uh, a relationship with Jesus. Let's pray together, just quietly in your own heart. If these words are meaningful to you, you can speak them back to God. Jesus, I choose to believe in you. I turn my life towards you and help me follow you. Please forgive me for going my own way. 
This Christmas Eve, I choose to go your way. Come and fill me with your glory and enable me to walk with you. Friends, let me invite you to receive the light of this candle representing the light of Jesus coming to you with invitation. Invitation to follow him. Tim and the team are going to lead us in singing. Three. 
invites us to walk in that and reflect it back to the one who gives it. And in such a posture of our lives, we have peace. We're invited to have peace between God and us. And then to begin to reflect that peace to one another. You share the flame together. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming. Help us to walk responsively in light of that coming and nearness. Pray that you'd help us be attuned to the moments of your nearness, to the balance of this day and tomorrow and this season and through the year ahead. We ask in your name, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Now the sad part, the official extinguishing of the candles. How about that? We just on three, why not? One, two, three. This is going to be a good test. First test of our smoke detectors in here. We'll see what, what happens of this. We're going to sing one more song together and invite you to uh, sing in celebration. We'd love for you to join us again. As Craig mentioned, please take your bulletins with you and the invitations and uh, reach out to us in any way that uh, is appropriate. And we will do our best to respond to that and serve you this year, uh, next year, 2020. Uh, Merry Christmas uh, to you. A celebration, a great fun song called What a Glorious Night as we declare um, what a glorious night or afternoon, I guess, as we are here. Um, it's not a traditional Christmas carol, but we had a lot of, um, a lot of kids say, oh, can we sing that song again on uh, Christmas Eve? And I was like, yes, yes, we can. You're talking to the right person because I get to decide music. <laughs> Let's sing together. And if you don't know the song, it's really easy to pick up. You'll get it.
celebrating with us this Christmas Eve. Go and have a Merry Christmas. Stay safe on the roads. Be a blessing to those around you. Thank you for joining us.